Cabrel, TK. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you TK because that's easier to remember. Although Cabrel's probably way cooler sounding than TK, <laughs> but we'll go with TK. Safe. Thanks for being on the Beehive, man. Thanks um, for having me. Heard a lot about you. You have uh, you brought with you. Is it your manager? Yeah, that guy's my manager, and that dude right there is my right hand who helps me with like everything that I do creatively, from like shirt design to music videos. Everything. He's, he's too busy to even make eye contact with us right now. That's how hard this guy works. <laughs> yeah, he's that's awesome. Right that's what he needed the Wi-Fi for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Always working. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, making the drive here, man. Honestly, it's good to have you. Um, we. Um, I heard a lot about you, obviously through through Tanvir. We watched your music video on YouTube. Um, a couple couple of them and I wasn't sure if um, you consider yourself a rapper or mm. a singer um, a musician w what do you go by because I wanted to say rapper but you don't rap as much as I, I would think mm -hmm. you would as a, as a you know if you want to be labeled as rapper I'm glad that you noticed that right <laughs> usually people just I try like, to pay attention yeah they just see me with the dreads and stuff like that like rapper right go get face tats but yeah, no, yeah I like exactly. to think of myself as like a recording artist or like a musician going into different genres and things I you do got a good them. voice thank you I liked it Thank yeah. you, thank you. I'm guessing you guys watched that video with me on like the jet ski and, and things like this. Yeah, that one gave me a headache. <laughs> the last time I seen a jet ski, I like got a concussion from it. Oh shit! So I was just PTSD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was just going reminiscing a little bit. But uh, that video is kind of cool because it's very '90s, right? Um, and and it, I was telling Tammy, it reminded me of that uh, that the, the Tupac videos back in the day that mm. we all liked. You know, uh, standing out, out outside of the benzo and 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 rapping, singing, whatever, and and that's the the feel I got. Is that the, is that what you try to go for? Um, I didn't have like Tupac's one of my like all time favorite artists like ever. So I, I, in that moment, I didn't really think about it. But now that you say it, and I think about like the I Get Around video, yeah, they're like it's like the same right? kind of vibe. Yeah, I, you remember subconsciously those? you were going that way without even knowing it. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, you remember those uh, commercials from back in the day? They were like Body Break or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like uh, I was like the, I wanted to make a visual that like looked like that, and, and like uh, so like when I told homie about it, because uh, like. We we shot it. It was my one friend Cordell, who on Instagram goes by uh, 98 Apollo. He's really dope. But he shot it on the back of the jet ski that he was uh, he was riding and like yeah. just doing like this makeshift shit. But yeah. um, uh, pretty much in short is like we just want. I wanted to encapsulate that like old 90s commercial vibe, and then like he did that perfectly with like the core. I mean um the credits and then uh the promotion for the for the song and stuff like that too is pretty sweet it's funny that you should mention the credits because we noticed that that was such a cool part of the video because right? you don't have credits like that anymore right you know usually nowadays there's no credits it's like subscribe move on you know what i mean you hardly see it done mm. the way you guys did looks pretty good thank you so is, is tupac one of your one of your main aspirations to, to, to go after this music world? What, was it was there a few of them or strictly Tupac? Like obviously there's probably a couple. Yeah, it's, over the years there's been a lot more, but like let's say going back to like the root of it all, I'd say it was like uh, like my auntie and Tupac that like made me understand that I could like do the rapping thing or I could like make my poetry stand out uh, for other people to like get to listen to it and things like that. And then it was like artists like uh, Kanye West, Kid Cudi, Mac Miller, Wiz Khalifa, things like that. That whole generation of like the backpack type rappers, like they made it okay for me to be like, okay, I don't have to be doing gangster stuff or things like that. I could like talk about positivity in my music and like things that up uplift people rather than just talking about the negatives that are in the streets and things like that. So, but initially, yeah, it was Tupac and uh, like it was Tupac's musical influence and my auntie's like life influence that made me want to get into the music. <clears throat> what inspired you the most about Tupac? 
Because the, the reason I ask that is because I'm a huge Tupac fan. Oh, wicked. Like, like huge Tupac fan. People don't know that about me. I mean, the ones that know me know that. Mm. But just by bumping into me, Lebanese guy, what does he know about Tupac? I'm a huge Tupac fan. I've read up about him. I watched almost every interview, all, all his... All, all his music videos, of course, all the CDs, growing up, albums. But w- what inspired you ab- about, like, what, what do you find so inspirational about him? I guess, like, this would be, like, the first time I'm talking about this, like, on camera. But it was, like, um, I was, like, initially I was just really obsessed with, like, what he was doing, like, as an artist and how um, what's the word, charismatic he was, right? And then as a kid, though, so this is around the same time I was, like, doing that, like, Fight Club stuff I was talking about earlier. But yeah, we'll, was, get, we'll get into <laughs> that a little bit. Yeah, so, like... I was like listening to him religiously and then every day at school I'd be like oh yeah he's alive he's alive he's alive he's alive right and then uh and then like one day and this is like when I started getting into like the like what year was my poetry more uh 2009 okay and then it was like one night after like I watched this uh documentary and then like I don't know I just like felt it in my heart that it was just like that the guy like rest in peace you know what I mean like he's gone and then I, I I had a dream when and in that dream like long story short like I seen him in my dream and things like this and then like as a kid, I was just a kid, and I was like, yeah, you got to teach me how to do this and things like that. And he's like, yeah, we could work work something out maybe. And then, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail yeah. about the dream, but, like, yeah, so it was, like, pretty much a dream that I had with him in it when I was a kid that, like, I was like, okay, I could do this. Like, this is in my fate. It's <clears throat> so, like I told my auntie when I was, uh, like, I was three or four years old. I still remember this. She was wrapping Christmas gifts, and she asked uh, what I wanted to be when I was older, and I told her I was going to be a rock star. So, like, it all just linked in together. I was like, okay, I got it. This is the move now, and then so I've just been grinding How on it ever since. How did she react? Uh, like li- I, I still remember what she she told me. She's just like she's like you don't even know what a rock star is, and I was like sure I do. And then she like laughed and she told me that I could be anything that I want to be, as long as I get my education and I'm smart and I'm respectful and I'm humble. So it's like I just stick by those words. She's no longer with us, but like wh- I feel like the more influence I gain with my music, the more kids I'm able to help out, the more artists I record, the more people I build up. It's like her influence, so she like lives on forever through that. And were like, these lessons learned in Edmonton? Yeah. Born yeah. and raised? Born and raised here in Edmonton, yeah. I okay. actually like sell like just started leaving more often before uh I only ever been to Portugal. Like that's where my family's from. Yeah. So like I've been to Portugal three times, but then aside from that I never really left Edmonton. It was just more so in twenty eighteen where I started like I I seen Toronto, got to go to Calgary, got to go to New York. And it was all for my music and stuff like that. So it was really cool. This Toronto trip and the New York trip were recent, right? Yeah, I just how, got back. How was on that? It. Uh, it was insane. <laughs> it was was it your first experience? Because I lived in Toronto mm. and I've been to New York. Uh, what was your take on on both cities? I because they're very it. similar in a way. Yeah, they are. Toronto's like the New York of Canada, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, the vibes. It was like really cool, and um, I didn't feel as much like an outsider because like here is like a blue collar city, and it's like you know rig work and like trucks and everything like this mm. and then but like down there there's like a lot more people that are interested in the same kind of same kind of things that i'm interested in yeah. so i didn't like like i still stood out in the way that i dress and everything like that but it wasn't like i didn't stick out like a sore thumb type thing you know what i mean yeah i stood out in like a good way rather yeah. than like how it is down here people are like oh why you paint your nails or why do you wear this kind of necklaces or blah 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 yeah. all this stuff right that like people down there don't even bat an eye to so creative cool. freedom you want to do your own thing yeah <coughs> i respect that your uh y- your 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 background is full portuguese Mm-mm, i'm a i'm a mix actually i'm portuguese brazilian and jamaican that's a good mix mm-hmm. you ever go to brazil 
No. Or Jamaica? No. No? Those are on the bucket list. Like yeah, that. I was going to say, they got to be on that, that checklist that you got going on. Yeah, 100%. You have, um, you have any shows that you do in Edmonton? Because I know, I mean, w- before I get to that, what I found inspiring about your story is that you give back to a lot of the youth in Edmonton. Um, but I wanted you to elaborate as to how you do that because we didn't get into detail, but that, that's something that's important to me and important to a lot of people. So I just thought you'd touch up on that. Um, I don't like to, well, like it's, you don't have it's to go a, into detail, but yeah, I like, um, I just don't want to like take credit for them growing, but like what I like to do for like the younger artists is just like everything from just making them feel like everything that they're doing is okay. And then guiding them through the path that like took me like years and years you know to do like I didn't have anybody like in my corner musically until I was about like 19 years old and that's when I met him and then he started helping me with my music videos and things like that so I just like for artists that I meet I like to shorten that gap so it's like let's get you your first show before you're 19 let's get you like your opening gigs let's get all of that set up let's record your first songs it's it's getting them to meet the photographers that they need to meet and just like pulling everybody together and setting like just throwing them in the community and like watching them girls like that's what I like to do. That's I like awesome. to watch them do that. That's awesome. And Thank not you. to discuss numbers to be like detailed or, or accurate, but mm. h- how many people would you say that you've you've helped out? Like generally speaking, are you, are you talking about, you know, 20 people, 10 people, 50 people? Or is it, you know, have you been doing this for a really long time? Um, That's a good question. It's like, uh, so pretty much since I started recording myself, I've also been recording other artists. So like a lot of them don't even make music anymore. Like a lot of them, it was just like, I, I want to be a famous rapper one day and blah, blah, blah. So they yeah. recorded their mixtape at my house. But like, yeah, I actually like lose count of how many artists that I've had recorded my, in my studio or people that I've given opportunities and stuff. Now I'm trying to be a little bit more, um, not, not restricted with it, but I'm like, I'm trying to be more focused with it. So then the people I do help, I'm able to help really well. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm able, I'm able to stay focused on what I'm doing. But yeah, like off the top of my head, like without any names and things like this, like I'd say like there's a good like five right now that I'm working with that I'm helping build up and things like this. Yeah. I'm sure they're appreciative. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You record out of your house? Yeah. You got the studio going on there? Uh, It's makeshift, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, everything's a makeshift. Look at this place. It's pretty makeshift. (laughs) Do what you got to do. Definitely tidier than my basement. (laughs) Put things together. Well, I don't know, man. You haven't seen what's beyond these curtains. (laughs) Yeah, just so everybody knows, we're all curtained over here. Even like on that side, it's curtains, it's curtains everywhere. But um, yeah, you you got you do what you got to do as long as that sound quality is there, and and you sound pretty good. What's your what's your next step? Like, what's your um, what do you envision for yourself in the next you know few years to come? Um, so like, where will I be in the next couple of yeah. years? Or where mm. do you see yourself? Not to <clears throat> put you on the spot, but I'd say like even within like the next six months with the releases I have coming up and things like that like it's gonna be like things are gonna just be like different like I'm already sensing like the waves and everything changing right now with like the last couple of songs that I've released and how people react to them mm-hmm. and like how I get like fan messages and everything like that and it's, so I'm like six months from now I want to be more comfortable financially so I'm able to fund more of my ideas and then I'd say like two years from now like I'm probably gonna be the person that I dreamt of being when I was a kid nice yeah it's like I've like so it's like I've been recording pretty much every day or working on music and my creativity since I was like 14 years old. So it was pre- pretty much 10 years. So it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm finally mastering the craft. And so I'm, I'm thinking within like the next couple of years, it'll really show. And then by then you just need a new hero to look up to <laughs> something else to achieve. 
Yeah. You got to keep it going, right? You got to you, you keep finding that, that next step because once you accomplish what you need to accomplish in the next few years, you got to look for that. What's what's the next step? What's the next? Well, who's the who's the me in 10 years that I'm trying to be like, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, are you planning to, to leave Edmonton and pursue this elsewhere? Or were these trips to Toronto, New York? Was that just a quick, um, you know, <clears throat> meeting that you had or some studio time or what was that? It was that. And um, I am like. I like to think of it this way. Like, look at me as, like, a hockey team like the Oilers, right? So, like, they, they get trades from The people. Oilers, like, now? Or no, the Oilers, no, like, like, like 85? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no Those are different Oilers. Yeah. No offense like, to the Oilers, yeah. but, you know, just, we need to pick it up a little bit. Just, like, a hockey team in general, right? So, it's, like, you, like, like I'd be working with producers from different places and things like that. It's the same way as, like, how, as a team, you'd get players from different places, right? But I'm doing it all for Edmonton. So, when I leave to go to New York or L.A. or wherever it is I go... I'm proving that Edmonton has something and we have a lot of dope stuff that people need to come back and look at. So it's like, I'm in a way, I'm going and beating all these other teams and proving that the Stanley Cup belongs here type thing. That's what, the way that I look at it. So I'm always going to be Edmontonian at heart. I can yeah. live, like, even in the days that I'm in Dubai and shit like yeah. that, I'll always still be from Edmonton. So yeah. I really want to put Edmonton on like that. Good for you. Do you, have a, do you have a big family, not to get too personal, but do you have a lot of siblings? Or are you an only child? Uh, I got my little brother. And then that's pretty much it. Like, okay. yeah. And like, I was like born at a all time. My mom was like young, so I don't really have many cousins like around my age. They're all like older or much younger. Yeah. But no, my I, I'm like I like my family. Bro. They're dope. Yeah. Without them, without like the support system I have through like my grandmother and my uncle, I wouldn't be able to pursue what I'm doing right now. And your little brother looks up to you. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Should have brought him along, <laughs> just to get just to get him some airtime. That'd be fun, eh? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> next time, next time. He'd be hype about it. Yeah, it's it, like we were at the mall the other day, and then like it was like him, I, and my uncle. We were at Galaxyland, and then these like a couple of kids that like, came up to me and they're like asking for pictures and stuff like that. And my brother's like, "I'm his little brother. I'm his little brother." That's cool. <laughs> do your do, most of your your fans when you get when you get messages or you know emails or. Um, you know DMs or however you receive them are, are a lot of them positive and and if so what what do you what do you gain from that and 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 do you have any that aren't so positive mm. uh, yeah really good questions but what's it called um yeah the fan messages that I get like uh range from everything from like this song like help me get through this on this day or like yo I love to like party and like listen to that and like I love what you what, what you're doing or I get messages of like, it's like as of late I've been more um, vocal with like my views on like what's happening in the city and things like this and people have been liking it so I'm getting good response on that but when it comes to like the negative I never like I, I haven't really gotten any messages people just blatantly, blatantly telling me off or anything but like I get like ones where it's like yo man like I'm a big fan of your stuff blah 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 like I always like root for you if like people are like talking bad about you or something like that right so it's like okay. a sa- slanted compliment type thing yeah you know letting I mean? you know that it's out there but I got your back yeah yeah thing. and it's like okay I wouldn't have even been thinking about it until you said it but right. all right thank you yeah. I guess you know <laughs> but do you try cool. not to get involved in too many of the because some people out there whether they have um you know a podcast a tv show they try to stay away from comments and and, and some of them even shut it off mm. where they don't want to see it they don't even if it's positive all the way or negative they just don't want nothing to do with it do you find that you, you try not to get wrapped up too much in the in the messages and comments or do you like to be a part of that good or bad you, you want to be involved let them know that you're you know because do they think you're a dick if you don't respond mm. if you don't you know, if, if somebody says something nice about you and you don't even hit the like button, 
do you, you know, because I'm I'm kind of like, especially now with the podcast and getting out there more, my views have changed and my my not my vocabulary, but my my thoughts on things have have become more elaborate. I'm more outspoken about certain things that either I love or, or don't love. Um, how do you feel about that? That that whole being involved in the comments. Mm, I I like it. I think I like it for now, though. It's going to change like because mm-hmm. like it's already starting to get a little bit overwhelming because yeah. it's like. Like I'm like any other human being, right? Like there's days where like I'm depressed and things like this. And then those, I feel like you'd think that like all the positive messages from people are like, like would uplift you out of a situation like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm weird. Like it it doesn't. And I'm just like, I have these people looking up to me and I'm like, I feel like right now I feel like a piece of shit. I don't want to look at any of those messages. I'll literally pretend that they don't exist. But uh, when I'm not in like a a pit of my own, like nonsense, I really enjoy like, uh, getting people's feedback and talking to them and letting them know that I'm like, I'm just, I'm a person just like how they are. So no matter how big I get, they could be just like me. They could do everything that I'm doing. Plus more, they could be way better than I am. You yeah. know what I mean? They can do it all without making the same kind of mistakes that I made. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I like to be in the comments and the messages for now, but I know that it's going to get to a point where like, I'm not going to be able to reply to every single one. So consciously I'm going to feel weird about replying to one or two when there's like a hundred kids messaging me. I can't get back to each and every single one of them. It's like, it's like every, like a couple of days I try to make make it so I'm going through all my unread messages and replying to people but like it's tough to get back to every single person yeah. but I want to mm-hmm. and sometimes if you're having a day where you're you're, you're not feeling you know, 100% sometimes going through those comments especially because a lot of them are positive that probably helps to uplift your day a little bit even though you're saying you know on a bad day you don't even want to look at those mm. do, do you find that those help a little bit kind of you know lift up your mood yeah I, I, I say it for, for sure. And the, like, that's a problem with like depression and things like that. It's like, it's like this like monster in one head that's like, it, it's making you stay upset. You know what I mean? So it's like all these positive things that are out there. It'd be like, you don't deserve that. Don't even like, you know, cause it knows that if I look at that, I'm going to be feeling better. So it's like, no, don't even take the chance. You don't need to feel better. You just need to feel that. You know what I mean? I'm getting better. Like I used to be, it used to be way worse, but like nowadays I feel like I'm much more open and like, because I'm more open with my emotions and I'm not holding things back as much, I don't really get depressed and things like that as often as I used to. Like a self-sabotage sort of sort of thing when you get down. Yeah. Is is that how do you climb out of? You know, you you you've told us what you, you know, how you react when you're having an off day and what you try to stay away from. What do you do to kind of uplift yourself or get your spirits back up? Is it is it music? Is it video games? Are you into like what what are you into that that really helps you get out of those you know moments of depression the only thing that like really gets me out of it is like i gotta meditate and like um and like quiet and it's like if i meditate and like just remember and realize that you know like reality is all perception and you, like and life is what you make it it's like and it's like i'm making it miserable in this moment why am i doing that and just figuring it out and finding the root problem as to why i'm reacting this way because it's like spirit and body right so it's like Act, figuring out why my brain is acting a certain way because my spirit is able to look at it objectively type thing you know mm-hmm. what I mean like a fly on the wall so like, yeah. if I'm able to like make communications with those two things like mind body and soul then I'm I'm not as depressed or like I'm not worried about it like I get realize like I got way bigger things to worry about than self-pity true I got people to take care of and things like that that I want to make everyone's life better so yeah awesome. can't be depressed and things is meditating tough for you uh, no, actually, I got into it. I don't know. I don't even know how the two come hand in hand. Actually, I guess I do talking about it out loud now, but it's like I got into meditating the same time that I started like 
rapping and uh like putting my poetry down and then recording it and playing it for other people and it's like i think it's when i came across um tupac and started listening to him like heavily and having it on heavy rotation it made me start questioning like spirituality and god a whole lot more and then i got into that and then because of that dream that i had i was like like i i, I looked into dr uh, dreams and lucid dreaming and things like that and then i realized that since i was a kid i had like a talent for manipulating or controlling my dreams to a certain extent yeah and i didn't know that that was a real thing you know what i mean i didn't know to talk to people about it so like when i researched it and i researched like and i learned that people lucid dream and it's a real thing and i like i tried uh, mastering that and then just meditating every day trying to get into the astral projection stuff all of that that's all funny that. because i've i looked into lucid dreaming and astral projection and i've done both yeah and it's only worked like twice for me like twice where i actually projected out of my body which up till then i did not think was possible because i read up on it watch videos on it um you go through the guided meditations you put your headphones on find yourself in a nice you know quiet place after a shower your body's like at that right temperature uh but one time at, i think it was in the middle of the afternoon it seems to work the best where you can astral project if you if you do it right but it was so intense man like i had no idea that that's what it was because you can read up about it you can watch videos on it but until you experience um that high level meditation it's very hard to describe to people yeah. have you have you gone through that or is it just been a subtle um level of meditating and then that's kind of what you stuck to have you have you experienced like a eureka moment in in meditating oh yeah for sure um i've done the astral projection thing three times two times it was uh like purposeful and yeah. then like the the third time like it happened like while awake and meditating so it was weird because like, like zoning in and out you're yeah in that rem yeah REM phase because it's like uh the two times that i did it purposefully it was like uh like i did like the sleep trick where you go to sleep and yeah. then your mind stays awake type thing and then that way you could do yeah. it but like yeah that other time like the third time i was just like meditating and i was thinking about things and then yeah before i knew it it was like for a split second but for that split second it felt like a long time you know what i mean and like my perception like the way i was seeing in that brief moment it was like instead of like looking through my eyes in the room it was like i was the room looking at the person you know what i'm saying so it was like i can't even describe like what my perception was it does like it's not it wasn't like normal at all it was really it was really it was a trip for sure it's probably 10 minutes and it felt like months yeah if even like i like it, i think literally might have even been like one second but it felt like you know hours Crazy, and hours eh? and hours yeah do, do you find that meditating helps with your d dreams because we we're talking about you know how dreams have affected your you know course in life and, and what you go after um because i'm a very heavy dreamer like i can recall my dreams to the t whether it's three or four of them that i have a night i can even wake up and go back to sleep and continue a dream that i was dreaming that's wicked like that's dream warrior shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah. to some people when i explain that to them or, or tell them uh, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I wake up out of a dream and I'll go to the bathroom, tinkle, come back, and I'll continue that dream where I was. And and that's always baffled me that n not many people do that. And I always think, am I the only one? What, you know, Why am I dreaming so heavily? Why is it so detailed? Why is it so vivid? Me and Tanvir were talking about that like an hour ago. Mm. Um, so I wanted to hear from you since you, you've obviously had some some dreams affect your life. Do you, do you do you notice that you have you can recall all your dreams? Like what what's your theory on that? Oh yeah, like um, it's, it's like for me there's like weird levels to it, and there's like different types of dreams as well. But um, 
to like if I want if I want to I'll remember like what I like what I seen but there's times that like like I'm 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 a weirdo spiritually and things like this so like but there's times like I feel like I'm not in like you know like that movie Inception like yeah. how they like they have their own created realities right in yeah. those dreams like I have my own right and then yeah. it's like there's times though that I'm not there and like I'm getting given information or I'm under, like and I'm seeing things differently and then in that same like process it's like you aren't going to remember this when you wake up and then i wake up and i remember being told that i'm not going to remember it and but you know that's that's it but aside from that like my regular dreams like i remember easily i could lucid dream i could fly i could do whatever i want but yeah and i'd say too like yeah my meditation helps with it uh quite a bit quite a bit for sure and it like helps uh, like <clears throat> make it a little clearer yeah and creating too and like uh making music and things like that just creating in general i think helps a lot with uh, the whole dream process as well and it's just like um I, I like in my studies and things like that that i research it's just like i come like for me like right this isn't like i don't i don't want to force my views on anybody yeah. but like the way i see it is like you and i we're on like a linear line that's a to z from when we're born to when we die right mm -hmm. but where our imagination comes from where our conscious comes from where dreams come from like everything spiritual like your spirituality soul fate destiny it all exists outside of the line so it's looking at the line right so it's gotcha. like we're like we are experiencing an explosion right so like sperm meets the egg boom that's the then uh, we start forming blah 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 blah. it's an expo it's an explosion we grow until we start dissipating we grow old and then the game goes blank right yeah but on like there's a bunch of things that happen outside of that line that have it so everything it's like to us like for me i don't believe in and in chance and i don't believe that things don't happen for a reason i don't believe in coincidences for me it's like it's literally impossible yeah, I'm the same yeah because it's like on that line right like let's say if we had our own choice in our own fate it'd be like a video game where oh i don't like this decision i made let me go back to my save point change it see what it'd be like differently right mm -hmm. and you're like oh i don't like this decision either go back save it do it differently that's you having a choice but even then you have a ch your choices are restricted to the the game director's choices for you that's true right and then when you look at it at that scale and you think about your life okay so you scratch out the save points no save points right and then these decisions that are getting given to us, I'm not the writer of this. I didn't like choose when you two would meet, but we're here right now. Yeah. Right. It's an, and like, what I think when one starts tapping into that and you see that life is a book, right. And like you study your pages. So like, let's say I'm on letter F right now and I study yeah. everything before then. So then I could see the symbology, uh, the foreshadowing, everything like that. It's all just like a book. how everything came together because of things that you thought about. Exactly. It just, it seems more methodical than you actually think it's not it's not chance it's not you're waking up and oh, i wonder what's going to happen today it's almost like things are written out for you things are uh laid out uh in in patterns in paths that you got to take mm -hmm. so it's almost inevitable but you still have to take the action to get there exactly. you just don't know why you're doing it you know what i mean so there's something to be said about just being a free thinker and just follow your gut i think that's where that term comes from where you're, you're just following your gut it feels like you're meant to do something mm -hmm. you're meant to meet somebody or or go to a certain place or travel or you know what i mean I, like I, i'd say too like i tell this to like a lot of the artists that like that come to my house and recording things is like you only ha like have pointless interactions if you carry your life pointlessly you know what i mean if like if you just exist to exist to be here then you're gonna get used in somebody else's book and then that's your fate. That's what you're glued to, that's what you're supposed to do. And it's just like, but when you take hold and you realize that it's a book and then you do your own thing, then now 
you're your own story rather than just being an NPC in a video game. Can I take your order? Blah, blah, blah. You go to sleep, wake up and do it again and then reproduce and get your kids to do the same thing. Yeah. And then it's all just like, it's all done there. And this is the thing too, like I, I almost got distracted, but the reason why like us talking about lucid dreaming and things like this isn't just a common knowledge or a common practice is because there's like 100,000 questions out there and but the thing is you answer one of those questions it brings up a thousand more so it's like okay why aren't we t why isn't lucid dreaming being taught and things like this okay you learn about that so it's proving to you that your soul exists yeah. you know, like when you're astral projecting and you're lucid dreaming so then now this fear of hell and like religions everything like that starts looking differently everything society's telling you starts looking differently so mm -hmm. it's like all it, like it's it's going to lead up to that point to why the fuck am I going to work tomorrow yeah you know what I mean yeah. and then it's like there's hundreds of thousands of questions that lead up to that point and then it's just like society's plan is just we're not supposed to pay attention to those questions you know what i mean we're supposed to argue about race sex what this person's doing what that person's doing no one's focused on themselves Trivial shit. yeah you know no one's focused on themselves and then like all of these like movements that are happening are so fake because like the, like the movement is guy is disguised as this thing to take down the machine that is controlling us right but the movement is owned by the machine how does that work yeah you know what i mean it's like like i like all the power to all black people all people of all cultures but it's like things like um like certain like the the movements that are being made it's disguised as something that's positive but it's a negative you know what i mean like how are you talking about all of them not i, I can't just like blanket and say all of them yeah. but just like for the most part the ones that are the, in your face being thrown in your face the most those are the ones because it's like if it was about an actual change actual change you think that that would be allowed to be known to all of us like no it's almost like a distraction yeah exactly right and then they throw it out there so we think we're doing something but we're not doing anything we're not doing anything at all you know and it's like these guys all like it's it's all the same companies owning this owning the same thing so it's like that thing i was talking about with the video game choice right these guys are the ones displaying the choices for us and they're being masters of their own fate. And, and we reality. think that those are the only choices we have. Exactly. You, know, right? you have A, B, and C. Well, why are you looking for D and F? And You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like we're, we're giving you those options. Choose one. But no matter which one you choose, it's almost like it's 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 got a, you know, the, the rabbit hole is much deeper than, than we think. I know I say that a lot, but that's what it feels like. Oh, 100%. You know? And it's like I'm, I feel like my career path and musically, I think after it's like we were talking about uh, – what am I going to do after I hit that point of where I always wanted to be? I really want to help the youth. I want to go to third world countries. I want to go to places where people like aren't able to get this kind of knowledge and help raise them up, right? And and stick a middle finger to the man that be holding us down. Mm -hmm. It's like my grand plan. And it's like somewhere down the road, music forgot about that. What the hell happened? You know what I'm saying? That's what music was about back then, like mm -hmm. sticking it to the people. I mean, yeah. sticking it to the man who'd be running the people, and now it's not. Now it's for the man. <laughs> and it's like, uh, so it's like you look at companies, and it's like, I'm about to go off right now, maybe even get in trouble, but it's like you look at companies, right? So it's like it's companies like uh, big pharmaceutical, com pharmaceutical companies, things like that. It's like you look at the grand scheme of things, the whole planet's being ran by like six companies, right? Mm -hmm. So the dreaded 1%. Yeah. So yeah. you like look at it this way. So, so, so let's just say, uh, hypothetically that this one company right that owns pharmaceutical drugs prisons and record labels right so in the record label you have these artists talking about pharmaceutical drugs getting all these kids hooked on them right and so these kids go start doing the drugs selling the drugs they get now thrown into the prison that is owned by the same right yeah. and the records is owned by the same and the drugs are owned by the same people so that's why right now it makes sense that we're in like zanny land for when it comes to music because how big are the pharmaceutical companies that's like the, like as a regular person 
that should be one of your biggest enemies, right? Yeah. And that's what the music is, right? Music is right now, especially rap music. It's uh, a pharmaceutical drug commercial, whether it's comethazine or promethazine or whatever the hell. Yeah. That's all it is. It's all about that. So like now to be a musician, you got to be a drug addict that doesn't care. And you have all your, like your face touted and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. I think face touts are dope as hell. And I think like, I like a lot of the music that's out there, but it's like peep game though. Pay attention to what you're saying and, and understand how the kids are going to perceive that. Yeah. Be as ignorant as you want. Like I'm no, I'm no saint. I say all types of ignorant shit in my music, but people get to hear me talk or they listen to my other music. Like mm -hmm. they, they hear that I'm not somebody who just doesn't give a fuck. I do care. And I do want like look at the whole picture before you judge. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's a shame that like right now the leaders of the new school and the new music and this new thing is just so commercial. And it's just so polluted with like negativity. So it's either you're objectifying women or you're talking about ph pharmaceutical drugs. And it's just like, man, it's boring. And then on top of that, everybody's running through the same auto tune filters and everything. It's like music has become such a commercial program. It's like television programming. Like it's, it's, I feel like now more so than ever to the point where it's like, if you're not making a Drake type song or having that, that tone, how's your song gonna get played in the club? <clears throat> so next to impossible. You know, it's like it took me so long to get one of my songs played in the club, and I've been friends with DJs my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm glad though I stuck to my roots and I didn't make a Drake type record yeah. to get it in the club. I didn't yeah. do that, so that that's really good. And like I I love Drake's music, but like a lot of these kids just got to be their own people. But that's not what the music's trying to teach people right now. It's not mm -hmm. teaching you to be yourself. It's teaching you to be just like these other dudes, just be another zombie, yeah, another sheep. And then that's what music is right now. I want to change that. I can see why you're you're a big Tupac fan because Tupac, I mean, his music was so influential to a lot of people, not just you, obviously, millions and millions of people is because there was something so real about the message that he had. Um, you know, he could be recording an album one day and then shooting two off-duty officers because they were drinking and abusing a person, mm -hmm. you know, so for him to take those kind of chances. So there's there's a lot that... that Tupac did that was very heartfelt that was very much about the youth wasn't scared to speak his mind like there was a message there when people say Biggie is the best rapper of all time and I love Biggie but he was more of like get you on your feet kind of rapper get you onto the dance floor where when Tupac uh, rapped you were just kind of sitting back you know smoking the joint taking it all in but really getting a different message than just a dope beat it was more about his mom. It was more about habits. It was more about Brenda's got a baby. Mm -hmm. Like it's there. There was a lot of meaning behind his rap, and so I can see a lot of that with with your talk about helping the youth and making a difference and 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 you know staying woke and not being you know so you um, taken away by by all this programming that's going on. Mm -hmm. So I can see why you're influenced by Tupac quite a bit because I felt the same way. I thought his message was crazy compared to you know just your average dope rapper you know what i mean no doubt and it's like something i always like to say too when it comes to that biggie and tupac thing like like i love biggie like i only got like they were best friends at one point you can't really hate yeah. on either one and this is the thing though like with everything you just said about what tupac was doing for the community for the youth which one had problems with the media was it tupac or was it biggie <laughs> tupac you know isn't yeah. that crazy though yeah the one course. that's like the, that's in the communities because he's stopping more vocal gang, about it stopping gang violence things like this yeah. or like being there for the women that's the one who gets raped I mean labeled as like a, a, a sexual abuse and shit yeah and they put rape on the newspaper even though like the charge was like he's like a sexual assault because he slapped a girl's ass in the club 
That's insane. Tupac in the 1990s getting charged with rape. It's like, uh, you obviously don't know his status that he can have anybody. Like, it's always the guys that can have anybody they want. Yeah, they're the ones just touching women inappropriately when they shouldn't be. It's like, uh, there's just, there's so much. You could see it on his face when he gets charged for that. Like, it hurt him deep, man. It was almost like he'd rather take take another few bullets than, than to hear somebody, you know, label him as a you know as a uh, sodomizer or yeah. somebody that and it you did know, too you could see it in his time. interviews afterwards he was way more jaded toward like he was calling then afterwards it was like bitches ain't shit blah 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 he didn't trust no women and he didn't trust any of his friends yeah. he was like a and he was only 25 like you ever see the side by side profile when oh. he's doing that video oh when uh, he was 16 yeah yeah he's like they're calling women the b word and, yeah. <laughs> and they're getting all the girls and then it's just skips through to the 1990s like <laughs> bitches ate shit yeah. and we'd love them hoes and it's like that yeah yeah it's like that's a, a whole different Tupac, man. <laughs> yeah. but it changed him as well because at at some point you just got to say fuck it and be uh um and be vocal about things but it gets you into trouble so for everybody that thinks biggie killed tupac you out of your mind yeah if you think some gangsters killed him like this is a this is a deeper issue than than you think right i'm glad you see it like that of course of course man i've 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 followed that stuff but it's um yeah it's just you know you speak up and and you talk about things that are very you know very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts um man some people don't want you to talk like that some Mm -hmm. people don't want you to be all wise and 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 make a difference in your community the way uh, some of these other guys do. You mm. know what I mean? Like, so um, I could see how that's influenced you, and I and I I hope yeah you continue on that on that mindset, that journey, and speak your mind. And even if it gets you in trouble, even lands you in prison, who cares? Stay true to yourself, like you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like where you're going with that. I'm glad. It's like I look at like I look at it this way, like um. I think everything that's happening on a small scale happens on a grand scale, like that old saying, as above is below type thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like... What's that saying? Uh, as above is below. Never heard that. You've never heard that? No. Okay, well, like... Usually, Elaborate. It usually gets um, labeled with, like, uh, Satanism and things like that. Media has twisted it. So it's like, you know, okay. you ever see, like, the pictures of, like, the Baphomet with hands down, ha- like, yeah, yeah. hands pointing up? It's yeah. like, things like that. But it's like, what it means, though, is like... Uh, Everything that's in the universe is within one's body, like, you know, and vice versa. So, like, I believe that. So, yeah. all, all of that, right? So, things that are happening small scale happening on a grand scale. And the way that I see it, it's like right now our planet is a negative place, right? Like, it's not, it's not good, you know? And, uh, and we're destroying it and we're destroying ourselves. So, then it being a negative place, you look at it like a human body, right? So, like, what happens when some, like, us as a human body, what happens when, like, something foreign enters? Are like all the white blood cells attack it and try getting it gone, right? Yeah. It's a sickness. Yeah. And then when you're a positive person in a negative place, you're a sickness to that negative thing. Yeah, they'll kill you. You're the odd one out. Yeah, the, the, like every single time that we have somebody that's extremely outspoken or doing things like this, and that they're not plugged in by one of the machines, they get killed or they get labeled as something, and then they get shut out. It's every single time. Every single time. It's like, yeah. like for me, what's baffling, like you know, I don't know if it's like what's the with that whole thing that's happening outside of the a to z or what it is but just like taking into consideration that kid um like uh triple x tentacion right he was fighting everybody he was doing all this bad shit he got like everybody loved him when he was uh when he was a terrible person right he starts making a change trying to better the community better himself yeah. they killed him what the hell he was literally fighting with gangsters and like crazy people all the time he was doing that all the time he was stabbing people he was in jail he did all of that yeah he got killed when he was when he was trying to be a positive kid at 20 yeah. years old. That's nuts. It's like 
coincidence i don't believe in coincidences you know what i mean yeah. i think that there's really something up there's really something effed up going on when it comes to that kind of stuff and it's just like it's just like mind baffling it's insane and like and then people um like like to throw dirt on his name and in his image it's like so like imagine something that you do as a kid and i'm not saying i'm not condoning anything that he did i think everything like all it would whether it was allegations whatever i'm not getting involved with it i think all that stuff's wrong like i like the act of doing that whether it happened or it, it didn't but it's just like now that he's gone everybody's just throwing that and instead of talking about the change that he was trying to make right so it's just like so you make a mistake at like 16 17 years old and then what when you're 30 and you're about to get a job they're gonna be like oh yeah we looked at your twitter feed and supposedly you did this so can't get the job now it's 16 years old it's like people change that's the whole that's the thing like people are bad some people aren't, don't stay bad their whole life and some people don't stay good their whole life there's some people that are saints and something happens to them and then they're pieces of shit after and there's some people that are pieces of shit something happens to them and then they're great people afterwards some right? of the best stories are are made because people made that change yeah i mean that you ever try to tell a great story that doesn't change it's exactly. not a great story that's it's a, a great story movie. because you know <laughs> he fell flat on his face he went to jail came out made a change made a change in his community helped out a lot of people um was you know had a positive career um took care of his family whatever the case may be like uh, that's the, that's where the great stories are made is when people go through those changes tupac i mean tupac died at 25 yeah. how old are you 23 uh just turned 24 just turned 24 mm -hmm. imagine that yeah imagine that for me that's nuts may you live a long time but a year from now imagine you pass away yeah so what do you leave behind imagine that like at 25 we're still talking about tupac's music 20 some odd years later yeah and it's still as like it's as hot relevant. as it was back then i would still rock it all the time every time you know what i mean yeah it's just it's mind-blowing how much you can do in in the time that you're given you know what, what did malcolm x what age did he die on uh what, what, what age was he I I, I think should Malcolm know X this, was... but I don't know this. I do know he was like in the bloods till he was like 25, though, right? Yeah, he was like in some gangster shit till he was 25. So if he would have died at that age that X died at, yeah, Malcolm X would have been a bad person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was like a saxophone player. No, no, he wasn't a saxophone player. He was. Uh... But yeah, they, um, my my point is that they're so young. You know what I mean? And and so, so sometimes you can make that that change, but in such a short amount of time, mm -hmm. like. Tupac at 16 wasn't the Tupac at 25 and we're here we are in our 30s still trying to make a difference still trying to change you know I'm 37 still trying to change still trying to find things that um, I, I'd like to uh, uh, morph you know about myself whether it's uh, being more health conscious uh, getting better sleep it could be simple shit you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I can't imagine at 25 I don't I don't even think that they know they're that popular so no matter what your age at 23, 24, you, you could still accomplish a lot way before your 30s to the point where even if you were to pass away that you would leave a, a, a lot behind. But it's uh, it's deep, man. It's deep. There's, you know, it's, it goes beyond the music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And it's like, and the feeling goes beyond words, man. It's nuts. And it's just like, um, all I know is like, I want to do something similar that he did. So if there's ever a day like I get struck by lightning or I die from whatever, yeah. like I want to be able to like music, like you know, like my music, hate my music, whatever. But I really want to leave like a, a influential stain on people, and I want people to like try being better and bettering themselves. Like I'm glad that I didn't die at like 19, 20 years old. I would have died a piece of shit. So it's like I'm glad that, that I'm I'm the person that I am now, 
and I'm, I'm glad that now I'm starting to get traction rather than starting to get traction when I was a loser. Yeah. I'm trying to fight everybody and everything. I don't think you're ever a loser. I, I think you feel that way because you haven't found what you think is your calling or, mm -hmm. you, you, know, you know what I mean? Because I bet you we have this conversation five years from now, you're going to be like, oh, this guy about today, oh, he, he was a loser because you hadn't yet accomplished some of the things that you're talking about accomplishing in the next few years. Yeah, no, so you're, right. um, you're always going to refer to yourself as that. But I don't think you're, you're ever a loser, like for especially because you're 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 the one that's, um, you know, an advocate for the youth and, and wanting people to make a positive change. Um, you know, you don't use words like that. You know, I, I, I think I think that's just your perception mm. because we were all losers at one point. But we were just losers because we didn't find our way. So those are strong words. But I think if you look back in a few years, you'll 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 always refer to your old hero as somebody that wasn't quite there yet. Mm. Either slow, was doing bad shit. Have you done any like? Have you been in trouble, like real trouble? Uh, no. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no trouble. No trouble. I'm good. You're, you, I don't you, got a record. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, you got. Um, you got, we, we, we were talking about uh, being spiritual and we we're talking about lucid dreaming. Uh, are you a religious person? Because we talked about spirituality and obviously you're, you're very in tune with that. You meditate. Mm. Uh, are you a religious person? Uh, religion, no. Spiritual, yeah. So it's like, for me, religion, it starts bringing up lines and blocks and something that is filled with color and feeling. So does it make sense for it to be... All like, starts being materialistic yeah, a book yeah and it's uh, a, I, I, a profit um you know something yeah and then it's like it's you got to buy into something yeah exactly <laughs> and then it's like it's the same it's companies. a logo it's like yeah. now that now there's a sticker to it yeah where before it was more inside spiritual um something you can explain or see lucid dreaming yeah you know i mean you can't put a finger on that and it's like and you know i don't like i everybody's like cool to believe in their own things the way that i see it is like um like there's like religious wars going on blah 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 and then it's like but what year is it it's, it's 2019 after what the death of christ so on the planet if it's 2019 everybody agrees that it's 2019 after the death of christ then what religious war is really happening it's not really a religious war happening right the, they're still trying to build walls <laughs> the, it's, it's just like it, it's just an illusion so it's like we think you know that we have a say in things like that but it's like the the agenda already knows what year it is we go by the calendar like you know, there's still places that are closed on Sunday. Like, you, like we think that's like, oh, we have the options. Like, well, I'm gonna um, be a Buddhist or whatever it is. It's still 2019 after Christ. It's like, oh yeah, I'm atheist. I don't believe in anything. Okay, well, it's still 2019 after the death of Christ. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just a, it's an illusion. And like, like what I was saying with like, with religion, it's taking blocks and it's putting numbers and it's a bunch of stuff that's really male-minded. You know what I mean? But spirituality and our soul and like God and creativity, consciousness, I think is way more female minded. Creativity, things like this, creation, mm -hmm. we were created. It's not math and numbers and blocks in the way that us as men want it to be. So then you can make sense out of it. And then yeah. the thing is, you can't make sense out of it. And then that's why people are going to be ending up atheists. They're going to be, well, there's all these plot holes in this story. I don't believe in nothing. And that's, that's also the plan, though, because if people aren't spiritual and they don't believe they have a soul, what are they even doing on this planet? You don't have a soul. What are you doing? You're literally just existing and you believe everything is chaos and you fly into whatever yeah. you get put into. So for everybody else's story, they just use you. They just get used over and over again. But that's society's breeding those kind of people where it's like, okay, yeah, well, I've been being lied to my whole life. Santa Claus isn't real. Jesus isn't real. It's impossible. I don't believe in God anymore. And then they're carrying themselves off on like that. It's like you have to have a relationship with mind, body, and soul. You don't. 
there's already something weird happening there you know yeah and it's just like religion it's all fear tactics it's like oh yeah you don't uh you don't do this you're in an eternity of hell you know and like an eternity of fire fire is here people die in their houses here children get burned alive here yeah. on this planet that's yeah. hell right now you know and just like so say uh, like that this is actually what kind of like started steering me away from the whole religious thing I used to be super religious I was raised Catholic so I still got like crosses and stuff like this more, more so just like out of respect for like my grandma's beliefs and things like yeah. that but uh, I would like lay awake at night thinking like is like this person gonna go to hell because of what they did or is my mom gonna go to hell because she had me before uh, she was married or is this gonna happen or is this gonna happen and I was like what the hell is a kid doing laying awake at night thinking about that and I thought about it it's like I've got like God existing or whatever it is, yeah. whatever it is that made us. I don't imagine it thinking a finding, creator, a yeah, higher power. Why, like, how do you, how would it find joy in innocence feeling fear? That's not, that's like, for me, that's the exact uh, description of what the devil gets talked about. You know what I mean? That's what that is. It sounds like the devil. It doesn't mm -hmm. sound like mm -hmm. the thing that like made us and all loving and things like that. How's it all loving where it's like, oh yeah, you masturbate, hell for eternity. All loving, oh, you cheated, hell for eternity. That's not all loving, you know what I mean? Like, like how we were just talking is like, um, kid passed away at 20 years old, didn't get a chance to do it. He, like, fully flourish. Yeah. So did he go to hell, right? Because of what he did, is he in hell or is he in heaven or is like, what is it even? People think about that and they're not doing regular things. That's in their funny you should life. mention that. So, is there a? Okay, <clears throat> is there a place you can go to? And I'm asking you like you got all the answers, but we're talking about we're having the, the conversation so if if mistakes are made and, and a lot of us make mistakes we do shit that we're not proud of you get sent to hell mm. so there's no like there isn't an alley between hell and heaven you get to hang out in well if like, if you weren't fully bad or fully good well they say that's like a purgatory right so then you wait and you have to prove yourself to whether you're gonna get in hell is that what it is heaven. yeah but the, this is the way that I see it, like, and it's like kind of, because like I've studied a lot of religions, like, so I didn't just like say screw religion and shut it out. Mm -hmm. So when I was like studying, uh, like Buddhism makes the most sense for me because it's like energy never dies, right? It just gets passed on. And like, there's no such thing as forever. Everything has like an ending or like a loop point where it repeats itself. Yes. yes. So it's just like, I think if we carry ourselves negatively and you feel that, or you like, you carry yourself with uh, lust for this material world, like, mm -hmm. oh, I need like, the, the, the yachts, this, 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 and that. When you die, your soul yearns for what's on the material world. So you'll come back and you'll come back and you'll come back and you'll come back and until you get it right. And then like, I wish I had, like I have like this, like I call it my reality slinky, but it's like this slinky thing, but it's like shaped in the same way as like the flower of life. Yeah. So it's, and it like shows like how everything is just like repeating itself, right? Yeah. And then the whole goal, like to reach nirvana or whatever yeah. it is, right? It's to break out of that spiral and create your own reality, right? So it's like, until then, I feel like we're just doomed to repeat this over. You almost and have over to. You have again. to keep doing the level over and over yeah. again until you pass it. Yeah, and I and think by passing it is you got to shed yourself of all materialistic things. Uh, you, you know, and and going back to what we were saying about heaven and hell, it's like so. Can people be forgiven? And I know that you wait. You're you're saying that you what's that called? Purgatory or so, limbo. So you wait in limbo mm. until a decision's made of whether you're going to hell or heaven. I truly believe that. Well, first of all, if, if with all the different religions out there, then everybody's heaven must be a little bit different, mm. described differently. Like everybody's hell would be different. I think we all have our own hell or heaven to, 
to go to. Mm. Um, but like you said, the the more the more you you read up on these religions, and I'm not a religious person per se, but I love studying up on them. But I'm not a religious person. But the closest I've found to my way of thinking is um, is being Buddhist. Yeah, and exactly what you just said. It's the closest thing to what I actually believe to be true, mm -hmm. which is hard for me to say because I'm not Buddhist. I'm, you know, I'm Druze. I'm not, uh, uh, I wasn't raised that way. I don't know anybody that's a Buddhist. But uh, after some research, I've, I've kind of found that that's, that's more along the lines of what I believe. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. I'm like pretty much, the, I'm the same way. And it's just like, uh, I think too, it's like because reality is based on our perception and we're like, our souls are way strong, our minds and our souls are way stronger than we're led to believe. Like, I think like if you believe in like a heaven where you're gonna go and it's like an airport and you're gonna go see your family and everything's like that, it's gonna be all nice and dandy. If you believe that and you're a good person, I think you're gonna go there. You know what I mean? I think like you'll get granted that, right? But it's, and it's like if you're a bad person and you do all these things, where like you know where you're gonna go because you're you're setting it up for yourself. Like you know what I mean? Like they're not gonna be like I did all of this and I'm gonna go like to that airport with my family now and my dog's gonna be there. They're not thinking about that. They're thinking like, holy shit, I've been a piece of shit my whole life, I'm gonna go to hell. Yeah. And then that's where they go. I think know? if any of us were were approaching judgment day, I think 99% of us would be nervous <laughs> as to what the outcome's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to meet the, the one percenter that's walking in and be like, no, I did everything right. <laughs> I fought everything right. I did all the right things in life. Uh, this is gonna be a breeze. That guy's you know a what I mean? It's like walking yeah. into a test that you haven't studied for. Legit. It's like, there's no way I'm gonna do well. Oh, if, if it goes like what uh, the Bible says, like there's like trumpet horns and blah, 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 and all that starts happening. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's written. You don't even got to really judge me. I know I'm going directly to hell. But <laughs> yeah. it's it's funny because we're, we're talking about souls. But you, you believe that a soul is um, is that 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 life light that's inside of you that when it's taken away, it's very hard to get back. Mm. Um, I've noticed and, and this was something I thought I don't know how much I smoked before I thought this. But, you know, when you when when you when peace, when people pass away, their eyes, their pupils dilate. Mm. And you know how people say that the eyes are window, the windows to the, the soul? Yep. I feel like the soul escapes when the pupils dilate, when you die. Like the reason they get bigger is so the soul has room to leave. That's what dope. do you think about that? That is, I, I never thought about it like that. I, I do think like that the soul is a physical thing that like leaves the body. So like, it but makes why sense do the pupils that. dilate? Why do they get bigger? Yeah. And why is that, why is that the windows to the soul? Mm. Is it, is it getting bigger? Is, does does it get? I'm sure there's a, uh, you know, my brother's here. He's a doctor. He probably explained it. Be yeah, like, that's not why the yeah. chemicals that you know what I mean. He'll, he'll he'll be talking about that. But just spiritually thinking that that the pupils dilate, man, that that almost seems to me like a, a reason for the, the reason that happens is so the soul can mm. can, can escape. I can't remember what song it's from, but one of like my favorite J Cole lyrics like ever is like uh, science could tell us how, but uh, they can't tell us why. So it's just like, you know, your brother will explain to you how it's happening. Yeah. But why though? You yeah. know, it's like, oh, because of this chem chem like reactions happening with this and then the body's doing this and this is how it's reacting to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but why though? Right. Not yeah. why we'll be there forever until we're yeah. not. And then it's like, I, I, that's the, that's the crazy thing. I think like religion, it eliminates science and then science eliminates religion. But in spirituality, they both come together and it only makes sense for them to be together. It's right? almost like they both don't exist. Mm. Like, but, a, like a, on a deeper level. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's just like you're always you're not you're no longer blinded by the the numbers on or e of each side, right? It's mm -hmm. once you understand that it's more of an in tune thing. It's not a 
a written doctrine like a, about your soul it's not going to be a written thing it's about you finding yourself that's that's the real thing and like but there's no marketing behind that and then how's that person going to want to yeah. go to work tomorrow how are you going to make money off it yeah. why would you market it exactly like there's like a it was it was a trip like um i was talking to a friend of mine and then i was like t i was talking about like how life is just a ride and like our brain convinces us that this ride is real right so then we we forget that it's a ride and then we worry about all this materialistic stuff and then the powers that be are like oh i got a lot invested in this ride right and then it, my my homie's like oh yeah so you like watch like bill hicks and i was like don't know who that is and he put me onto this comedian and then like in i, I don't quote me on it because he doesn't say it exactly like this but in this sketch he's like how can we never hear of like a good lsd story right like a dude gets high realizes that like everything's vibrating everything is moving mm -hmm. nothing is ever still and we're all consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. I've, I've experienced that it's yeah the craziest shit ever but it's just like the most real too and and then and what he goes on to saying too is like we're all on this ride right and then uh we, our brain convinces us that this ride is real meanwhile these people own the rides like we got all this invested in my in this ride and blah 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 and then he's and then he goes on to saying he's like some people though they come into this world and they know that it's a ride and then they like chill other people out they're like yo relax man it's it's just a ride it's just mm -hmm. a ride and he's like you know what we do to those people we kill them <laughs> yeah exactly the ones that say they've seen the light come yeah. back it's like no 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 stay on the other side we don't need you back yeah yeah no we don't need you kill waking you. up people yeah legit it's like how crazy would people look at the guy who's like uh i got all this knowledge from he who created us blah 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 and starts spreading uh messages positively we would shut him down and instantly be like, that guy's insane. What does he think? He's Jesus or something? Yeah. Meanwhile, people are praying for the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. Meanwhile, a lot of those same people are like racist towards like brown people. Yeah. Forgetting that Jesus, you know, Middle East thing. Yeah. Something against hijabs. Like yeah. every picture of Mary, what the heck is she wearing? Yeah. Where are they from? Yeah. And then, then you see though, how confused is this just like as a human yeah. population? But by are. then they're too far gone. That yeah. points like that. Eh, they just don't want to hear it. Yeah. But it, like... That's like insane. Yeah. Because like this, this it whole is insane, time. insane because that's what she's wearing. Yeah. And it's like this whole time it was like the like, you know, the powers that be. It's like, how much can we get away with? How much can we get away with? How much can we get away yeah. with? And it's to the point where they're getting away with literally absolutely Well, you everything. push people to their limit and right before their breaking point, you back up a little bit. Yeah. And then you attack them again. Yeah. But slow to them, they're f they're fighting back. But you're just bringing them back one step at a time. And yeah. Before you know, it, you look back, you've going back a mile and and, you know? and look like all of these like people that are getting busted for like being like weird little creeps with like kids and shit like yeah. that like having like 14 year old like girlfriends when they're like in their 30s and shit it's like right now media is covering it and being like how bad it is but mm -hmm. before you know it it's gonna like it's gonna keep showing it keep showing it keep showing it until it's a norm it, and it will it'll keep yeah. doing it until it's a norm and well it's they like, forget that a thousand years ago dating a nine-year-old was normal for yeah. a 30 year old it was like the thing to do now it's illegal, but yet we're basing a lot of these writings and knowledge that we have on the writings of those people. Yeah, of that It's time. like, so you're only taking what you want from them, but certain things, it's a no-no. It's like, so are we smarter now or were we smarter then? I'm confused. Yeah, you legit. It's, it's a roller coaster. You know what I mean? I, I feel like there's there's two kinds of people. There's people that jump on a roller coaster, like me sometimes. I'm, I'm getting out of that, that habit, but I'm on a roller coaster. I'm looking around. I'm checking out all the bolts. Uh, you know all the metal uh, everything that that's comprised of this roller coaster the seat the seat belt mm. i'm analyzing everything way too busy to look around and enjoy the view so i feel like in life you're either that person that's analyzing the roller coaster and what's wrong with it and where things can go wrong or you're just 
taking a sit back and enjoying the, the ride, enjoying the view and just letting the roller coaster do its thing. Because if something does go wrong, you can't control it anyways. Mm. You're, you're kind of strapped in. But I feel like people have that kind of approach. But slowly people are starting to enjoy the view. But mm. with more of that, you're still going to get the people that are in the program where they're 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 just taught to look around them and, and see everything that's mm. wrong and and analyze everything instead of really sit back and think of life as a ride yeah i agree know? with that it's like i look at it like for me like there's three people it's like the people that uh there's three people yeah i thought there was two go yeah, ahead there, there's a there's a, there's third, a third okay yeah, the, the, the third guy he makes the roller coasters so oh it's like, yeah 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 there's a people the creator who, yeah right so then there's a, there's people who do things yeah people who watch the people do things and then the third is people that are wondering what the fuck is going on the one percenters <laughs> are the ones that created that roller coaster yeah right? legit yeah. you know and then it's like You're that right? mind state is like we we could be that one percent with them with our mind state create yeah. the ride yeah and then you know other people are experiencing the ride exactly. create the song create the podcast other people experience the yeah. podcast it's well. all it's all trickery yeah. it's like when you found out pepsi and coke were the same company and for years you pitted them against each other mm. you're like no i like pepsi i've never touched coke one guy's like i like coke i wouldn't touch pepsi and then you realize years later that the same guy owns both it's yeah. like that's cool just pit them against each other and just make it seem like they're different but they're really one and the same yeah it's it's that whole i you're all the milk's coming from the same cow you yeah, know what exactly. i mean it's like i like this kind of milk i like this kind of milk you're getting it from the same source exactly <laughs> you know we're talking about we're talking about souls and what baffles me is you know how um whether it's um at a wax museum you see all these um celebrities um having um uh, what is it like the wax models of themselves yeah wax models of themselves being made and and then you have these sex dolls but looking at them you can tell instantly that it's not a real person there's mm -hmm. no soul in there and they get it down to the t right like yeah. a, a um a wax sculpture of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio looks just like him to the T, to the inch, to the, the millimeter, to the eye color. But looking at him, you know, it's not real. Mm. You can tell instantly. It doesn't it's not like you're you're confused for a second. You can tell when a doll is fake and when it's real, even though they have the technology to, to carbon copy every little thing about you. But we were talking about the soul, the the eyes being the windows to the soul mm. is because when you look at into somebody's eyes you can tell if there's a soul there no doubt creepy as fuck look at a, a look look at a wax sculpture at a, at a wax museum instantly mm -hmm. you can tell that it's not a real person but why yeah no. same clothing same skin color same hair down to the same eye color same stance uh, you know what i'm saying yeah no but I in a picture you, sure. you can always tell that that's not the real celebrity that's a fake but you can tell through the eyes mm. it's like the eyes give away this the, this indication that there's a soul there yeah. that you can't fake with with anything else. And I th I think too like with like um on the topic of eyes like with what what like me and you are seeing right now yeah. that's only what like our brain because like our like it, our brain is like the control center and our soul like being using the brain. So mm -hmm. then the brain after being used by the soul is using the eyes, right? So it's like we get all these images upside down and then our brain puts it right side up. That's how we see it, right? Yeah. So it's like really trippy like how reality based it all is right yeah but like i think what what we can see like isn't what's actually going on and i think like um our subconscious like our soul knows so it's like like um like that that but you were talking about like when you look into the person's eyes right and, like you could get the vibe of their soul being there 
and like uh, like when I think or when back, you get a good feeling versus mm-hmm. a bad one. So not just if a soul exists. Sometimes you go a little deeper than that and think, what it, does this person mean me harm or, mm-hmm. or is, what, what's this what's this agenda about? You know what I mean? And like I like for me, I could state it like factually. It's like a fact that we have souls. It's like um, I like I remember at uh, my auntie's funeral. Like, you know, like, we've been, like, uh, everybody's, like, kiss her on the forehead, blah, 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 close the casket, all of that. I'll never forget, like, what, uh, like, what it felt like when I kissed her on the forehead and, like, the lack, like, the absence of life. You feel it. You really feel it. And, you you know, and it's, like. And not just because of the warmth versus her being a little colder. No. You can feel it. Yeah, you feel it. Like, like, coming closer and closer. Like, you know, like, it's just, like. You like if somebody takes their hand and they put it closer to you and closer to you like that, you feel like the waves and the vibrations, right? It's like giving off energy, but it's just like a dead battery. It's not giving off. It's not like my eyes can't. Get, my eyes never see it, but my soul. It's like my soul sees yeah. it. You know what I mean? And it no longer sees this thing that was being given off. And it's just it's like, like, like a, when you're eating in a food court mm. and you turn around and you catch a person looking at you because you felt somebody exactly. Looking. It's like how did you how did you get there? You weren't even looking in their direction. You weren't even looking at anything. You're looking down at your food. But you turn around and there's somebody looking right at you and you're like, that's creepy. I felt that. Man, this is the thing right? too. It's like we're the most, like as human beings, we have the most potential like with our brains and things like that. And it's just crazy to me that we're not, you know, tapping communi- into more of it. Yeah, like because we like it's going to sound corny and cheesy, but we have the ability like, you know, to be uh, telepathic with one another. We like, you know, people do it every day. That's not corny and cheesy. It happens every you know? day. But it's like, imagine like if that was a taught thing, like we're going to school and learning about that rather than learning about how I'm going to be a little Lego soldier in this. Yeah. Let's bullshit. teach people to be woke. Yeah. Yeah. Let's imagine see how, the, how long the government stays around right? for. But I, like, I feel like if we were a society that was based on that instead of based on fear and li- fear and lies, we'd be in like not flying cars. We'd be in flying castles. You know what I mean? We'd mm-hmm. be traveling through space. We'd be doing all of that because we'd be worried about the sun and the sun we get all our energy from that rather than all these fossil fuels where you could divvy up and go to war about we think that like as i like the everyday people like us in this room um say we get drafted in the army and we think we're fighting for this cause right and then like our like our families like getting them money it's all money that isn't real it's a number on a computer that doesn't exist and what we're actually fighting for is fossil fuels and we're we're not aware of this we're not aware that we're going to afghanistan because of the poppy fields we're not aware of that right yeah we're stopping terrorists we're stopping the bad guys and then yeah. to the bad guys what do we yeah. look like yeah. we're the bad guys best salesmen in in the world are, are taught to bring you into the army but they do it in such a way where you're programmed that when you do go over there you're fighting the bad guys you're 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 a hero to your country you're providing for your family yet in the meantime the the, the people that are sending you over there the the one percenters we were talking about have this whole other agenda that yeah. you're just absolutely clueless about. They're, like it's like you they're playing I mean? chess and you're you're just a pawn inside the chessboard, yeah. like quite literally. And sometimes you need a reason to to start a war. Nine mm. eleven was your reason to go over there. Yeah. Whether people choose to believe that it was an inside job or it wasn't, or you know bombs went off, or what happened to Tower Seven, mm. or why aren't there pictures of these planes by the the Pentagon? Uh, why does it look like a missile? It's like all these things wrapped up together just to just to get you to understand that you need to sacrifice some lives to have your excuse to go over there. Mm. Otherwise, what are you raw rawing about? Yeah, imagine no. this around 9-11 they were like let's go we got to go get uh osama bin laden and it's like why we're, f- we're fine like, who the fuck is why that what guy? happened yeah. you know what i mean oh uh yeah i said some things on twitter it's like yeah nobody would back you up yeah. right but kill two thousand people bring down two buildings three buildings in new york all of a sudden it's like who's the public enemy number one exactly exactly but you're telling me that in an hour and a half that the air above 
New York or the U.S. was invaded by 11 terrorists with box cutters and nobody showed up in an hour and a half to take them down. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. You can't fly over Lebanon for an hour and a half without taking down, mm. without being taken down. And this is the U.S. You know what I mean? Number one military in the world. Yeah. You're telling me you nobody could stop these guys just traveling around trying to figure out where to go if that was what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, so a, sometimes that, you need a reason to go over there. That story is all like that. Like it's honestly it's like going back to like, let's see how much we could get away with. Let's see how much we could get away with. It's like, yo, they they killed Osama let's bin Laden. See how stupid they can be. Yeah. On camera. Yeah. And then they said, we're not showing you the video. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to throw him in the ocean because of his religious beliefs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you got to be six feet under and yeah. then it's like there's like the cement casing right so yeah. then like once like the angel of death comes and wakes you up out of your coffin you're able to stand down there so it's like six feet deep and cased with cement yeah. that's where the hell do you hear ocean water in that in anything that yeah. I was just talking about yeah, you know what I mean that's right. and then they made a movie on it and sold that movie yeah Wow, it's in, like for me, it's insane. It's literally and where they make money just doesn't stop, eh? Yeah, like, <laughs> they even make a movie about it so they can make more money, yeah. promote it, and it's just like oh. this vicious circle of money to, that just to the it point all where it's started. Like infinite. They literally have an infinite amount of money, and then like, and it's all on a computer. So poverty, how does that even really exist? If we're not, it makes sense for there to be po piss poor people. If like, let's say he who owned all of the pants was the guy who had all the money. So yeah, there's gonna be like you know, there's. A, it's it can't it's finite you know yeah it's finite our money isn't finite so how the hell do we have people that are in, that are living part like in poverty how when yeah. our money doesn't exist right you know what i mean it's, it's like fine screw me keep this whole money situation that we have i get it whatever what's going on in the places that was like oh they just don't have the money to get out of the situation they're in it's like yeah. rich people go down there take their natural resources and then say they have no money you know what i mean if i go and i do that in the king's way i'm stealing <laughs> That's I think these trillionaires doing. need to relinquish some of their assets because they're bored. Legit. And when trillionaires get bored, people die. It's like, what What else is, like, what's a what's a billionaire out there sitting thinking? Like, what, what's what's his mindset? What's his next goal? Because everybody needs goals. Mm -hmm. So if you, think, if you think you have bigger goals than a billionaire, you're sadly mistaken, my friend. No doubt. You know what I mean? No matter what your income level is at, no matter what your bank account says, Everybody needs goals. Otherwise, you would never wake up in the morning. You never get out of bed. Mm -hmm. You need a goal, some something, right? So I, I just feel like they're 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 a, a little bit a little bit bored. They're they're looking for that next best thing. But if they would just kind of divvy that up um, equally, you'd have less people trying to you know conquer countries mm. instead just kind of focus uh, you know how to take a look at themselves and and try to better their people but if we're just going to keep you know going after more billionaires and and trillionaires and, and try to figure out who's going to outdo who you're going to end up with people like trump and putin and and you know scaring the shit out of everybody but mm. you know with you know you got a guy out there who's obviously somewhat of a loose cannon who within you know a couple of phone calls or pushes of, of a few buttons could literally take out countries mm. like lives like millions and millions of lives so it's 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 a scary thought i think it's meant to keep us on edge but it's just you get sick of being on the edge after a while you no know? doubt and it's just like um there's like there's two things i want to say one is like i think like that dude is such a like a lot of people disagree with me they, they talk about like how he came up with his own money and blah 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 like i think he's <laughs> such a puppet it's retarded. he's self-made bro yeah what's like, your problem it's like and I, I shouldn't have said it like that like not retarded but he's so um oh no you're close <laughs> yeah but it's like he uh 
like think about like the comical satire society that we're in right now and how perfectly he fits into that you know what I mean like imagine like we're living in an episode of Futurama everything makes sense right oh you don't have to imagine it's there right and it's like everything makes sense according to the writer so like yeah no he's the one that's for the people him yeah and when everything that's going to this machine's plan has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger this guy yeah him he's gonna be the one that's gonna change he's our savior bro I can see it 100% that makes that makes a total amount of sense if like you haven't been paying attention to everything that's been leading up to the point to him to get there you know what I mean it was like for me people was like oh so what you would rather have corrupt Hillary win it's like no I'd rather have none of the people that were in that whole race win because they were all corrupt that's how they get into that position right <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like yo like there's crazy crazy things that about like the yeah. Hillary Clinton thing that just got we're trying under to the pick, rug. we're trying to pick a good apple out of a rotten tree legit it's like yeah no can we just destroy the tree altogether yeah like it's like just dude there's no um like the, the change that's happening isn't a change for us of course at the time we're like like the uh the state's getting more sensitive about like uh uh black white gay straight this that this that somebody who like embodies that like a cartoon who embodies all of the negatives about that Mm -hmm. president now and watch everybody argue about it he's he's just a puppet you know what i mean it's like yeah he can make the phone calls to do all that stuff but there's going to be one dude blocking it and being like that's the yes or the no but he's obviously going to give it the okay that's the reason why this guy's in the position of power that he's in right yeah but it's just it's for me it's just so freaking obvious it's just like man it's the same way where it's like we needed somebody like bush to then bring in obama right and yeah some smiley face blah, blah, blah. how many t- how many bombs did he drop you know what i mean yeah. nobody wants to talk about that when they're talking about how bad of a president that trump is yeah think about it. it's like we've been doing this over and over again if they are going to make the change yeah. they'll get assassinated man they'll get killed yeah. that that's what happens if you want to make a change yeah you know what I mean? This guy, there's no, there's no change happening there. All he's doing, every little tweet that he says, every little thing that he does, all it does is spark controversy between the people. That provokes a lot of people. And then people start arguing with each other about race, religion, sex, blah, 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 hats, all this stuff. They're arguing with each other. Nobody's pointing the finger at the guy who's his boss. I think those problems have always been there. But now now you got you, 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 you kind of feel like it's okay to voice your opinion on mm. it, which it's okay to voice your opinion, but... Man, you got to be a little careful when you're discussing, you know, people's skin color and, and religion and, and beliefs and stuff like that. And, and you're talking money, you're talking middle class, you're, you're talking, you know, third world countries. It's just to have somebody be so open about it and make it okay to walk around with pitchforks and candles and scream out hatred shit mm. and, and, you know, attack anybody that's that's a darker color than you. That's that's a dangerous game but, to be playing. But this you is know? the crazy thing. You talk like, about end times. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure somewhere in the Bible describes some of the stuff that's going on now. Yeah, legit. And that's forget about the hurricanes and, and all the natural disasters. But but it's like, the, it's crazy though because like, like what I mentioned about how he's like the perfect cartoon character for all this to be happening now. It's like he didn't say for people to go and do that stuff, but they latch onto this comical cartoon character and they're like yeah now we can do this you know what i mean like we were making a positive change and then it's like but braced and all that started getting talked about how much more when obama became president it is just it it was to look like we're making a progressive change this is good this is this is nice it was just we were just stuck in the same thing it's over and over and over again of the same nonsense like who gives a damn about your ethnicity really what have you you done for your ethnicity for your ethnicity what have you done for your people and like nowadays like it's a conversation to be like oh uh, appropriating black culture, Asian culture, this, this, and that. You forget what we are. We're human beings. Imagine an alien 
comes and then they see we're arguing about that and like yo you're on a marble and flip an alien would jump right back in his ship like face i'm out of here yeah and like and if i'll go tell him what i found yeah if i was said alien i'd be like i'm gonna make you idiots my slaves because you guys don't even get along with each other yeah you're gonna you're gonna be better off if you work for me yeah you know what i mean and that's where it kind of gets like you know i don't think that the government's ran by aliens or some crazy shit but what i do think is a scary but they thought. exist though oh 100 percent 100 percent. but i think like one of the scariest thoughts though like going back to that donald trump thing the person that he like is going to give him the yes or no for dropping a bomb right and then that person's boss and then that person's boss and then that person's boss who is that and why are they okay with the planet being think ran? they're from that planet the boss boss right it's like whatever it is it's completely fine with us being on a self-destructive path to destroy the planet yeah. even though we're all on the planet even yeah. though we're all the same yeah this thing that's controlling us does not see us yeah it, like it sees me and you talking to each other is the same but it doesn't see me and you to that is the same thing yeah. that is a it's like a whole other power true you know and like that for me is that's that's where it gets scary you yeah. know what you know what i'm saying and it's just like it, it, it's just incredibly too annoying like but back onto that appropriation thing is like as human beings, like that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to come together. Like, oh, you have this kind of spice. I never tried this spice before. So now, when I put that spice on my chicken, I'm appropriating it. Oh, mm-hmm. I never seen this color of dress before. Like, I want to wear this dress. Or I've never seen dreadlocks like that. I want to do my hair like that. Now you're racist. Now you're appropriating it. What the hell are you even talking about? What are yeah. people talking about right now? Yeah. Like, think of how twisted the world is, and they're worried about whether or not a white woman is going to go dread her hair. You're twacked. You were lost. It's like. Focus on yourself. Yeah, and it's the majority of people that are like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like every time that I'm in a party and I got, I, I, I start talking about what I'm talking about, everyone like, starts looking at me like, "Whoa, I never heard this before." It's like, dude, what, what have you been doing up to this point Everybody's right now? Everybody's distracted, bro. There's a lot of distractions out there. You think people are having some of these conversations? That's why it's good to have a podcast because you feel like you're, you're getting some thoughts out there that otherwise would not have been uh, put out there had, mm-hmm. had we not had mics in our faces, right? Um, but. To go on a, a positive note, we, we got sidetracked. How do people get a hold of you? Like for, for people that want to be involved in the, the music industry to uh, get a hold of you, to, um, you know, be guided by you in some way, um, uh, you know, ha- listen to your music. How do people find you? Um, find me on Instagram, all things TK. All my social media handles are all things TK. And then uh, all things TK. Mm hmm. And then my uh, like Spotify, Apple Music title is Al Cabral, C-A-B apostrophe R-A-L. You get, get at me there. I got a Facebook too. I'm not as active as I used to be on it. But yeah, give me a shout. Always down to help out other artists. I've just been getting a lot busier now, so I'll still try my best. But yeah. Do you have any shows coming up? Um, Yeah. I got my show on the 26th, actually. But it's oh, this month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, at the Polar Park Brewery. I actually got tickets on me if, you, if you're looking at yes. that crap. Yes. It's like, yeah, the, it's like this, well, these tickets bar- I have are yeah. like the last of the tickets that are existing. It's like about to be sold out. So I'm really happy that you that. brought them with you. Yeah. Tavi, are we going? Yeah, it's okay. Tavi's <laughs> 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 like, it's my idea, man. <laughs> so it's the 26th, yeah. which is what? Friday, Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I got that. And then I What's got- the address of that place? Like, can people get tickets at the door or what you got with you is uh, like, if you don't- if I you wouldn't don't. advise waiting to get tickets at the door because- yeah. We're probably going to be at capacity. Okay. But um, let me find the address here. Let me see one of those. I'll take mine now before I forget. Safe. So this is 10416 80th Ave. So just off of um, just off of White Ave, right? Yeah. Okay. I've never been there before. It's a new spot, actually. Okay. And yeah. you can't get tickets at the door. No. Like, you got to... And so how do people get tickets? 
um, message me or they you could get them on Eventbrite. I think that's the site. Is that what we use, Eventbrite? Ticket fly. Yeah, You're not allowed fly. to talk if you're behind the curtain. You got to be in front. And <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was like, where did that come from? Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here, my man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you guys me, for uh, for coming with him. I know we didn't get a chance to to chat with you guys. We'll get uh, we'll get seven mics one day where everybody could just chat. Can I plug my single real of quick? Of course, man. Plug it. I uh, I got a new single with uh, Woodrow out now called Fade Ed. Y'all go check that out. And then I also got a single coming out called Take Time on February 8th. Yes, February 8th. So make sure to check that out once it's out. And again, follow me on all of my handles, all things TK and Cabrell on Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah.